Where do you go for comics new and old? Uh, garage sales? Wrong! Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? Uh, in magazines, mostly. Wrong again! And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Well, there are lots of different options if you're looking for something... <laughs> so incredibly wrong! Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. Meet X-Files stars David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, August 23rd through the 26th in Chicago, Illinois. Then meet Sons of Anarchy stars Ron Perlman and Ryan Hurst, September 7th through the 9th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Then meet Doctor Who stars Peter Capaldi and Pearl Mackey, September 21st through the 23rd in Austin, Texas. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDARE at checkout (laughs) to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? The, The internet? Oh, good answer. Really? No! Wizard World Comic Con! Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Hi there, this is Mike Quinn, Nine Numb from Return of the Jedi, The Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. You're listening to Canned Air Podcast. Welcome to a very special episode of Candair, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I'm Jeremy Collins. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And ladies and gentlemen, my collective prayers have been answered today. <laughs> we get to talk about freaking toys. Toys, yes. toys, toys, toys. And not that we haven't talked about toys before, but not in the capacity that I've always wanted to this talk about This is the real toys. deal. This is serious business. This is the real deal. And uh, not only do we get to sit here and talk about uh, toys in the retro roundtable, but then we're going to cap the episode off with an interview with the creator and executive producer of the show on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us, Brian Volkweiss. This guy knows his toys. And if you guys have uh, not seen the show, highly recommend checking it out. I have a feeling Each. our demographic has seen the show. I would think so. Pretty it's our sure. demographic that filled us in on the show. So <laughs> yeah, <that's a> good <laughs> I'm hoping that everyone's just as excited as we are for this episode. So, uh, yeah, that's coming a little bit later. But before we do all that, Jake. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's like the Triforce, right? Wisdom, power, cat videos. I don't know what the other part is. Uh, point of the matter is there, we're on there. I bet you are too. And if you are, why not follow us? Retweet our things. Like our stuff. Twitter and Facebook are Canned AirPod. Instagram at Canned underscore Air. Go there. And we're also on Patreon. If you like what we do, head on down through a couple of bucks a month our way. Hit that $5 mark and you are in the Founders Club. Enjoy your monthly exclusive podcast. Uh, other people say they have. I think it, it mm-hmm. gets a lot of uh, it gets a lot of positive attention. I've heard it's pretty good. That's some people it, have that's said. I've heard the same. One and, guy told uh, me it was better than a dirt map. Oh, so that's cool. hey, yeah. glowing endorsement. Yeah, no, uh, the one we just made uh, for this month. Oh, that was a lot of fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm anxious to put it out. I liked it a lot. I was kind of upset we weren't uh, able to release it to the general public, but. Yeah. Hey, that's the privy of being a founder. I mean, uh, to find out, maybe right? it's a Anywho, uh, Patreon, go there. Also, if you're attending a Wizard World convention in the near future, promo code CANDAIR, no space will still get you 10% off. And furthermore, we've got an exciting new series in the works, What If, where we explore a whole range of strange, theoretical, hypothetical scenarios and pick apart how our world would change. Big, world-changing events, serious ones. And we couldn't be more excited to share it with you when the time finally comes. So keep your ear to the ground. It won't be long now. We're hoping mid-August, or shit, October. (laughs) (laughs) We'd be late already if that were the case. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to get to work. Mid-October, we're hoping that to launch. And uh, boy, I'm hoping we get a good response from it. I think we will. It's been awesome thus far. And uh, if you're attending Wizard World, did you say that all? I did. You did. All right. Well, then I'll just shut my mouth and kick off this oh, week's it's about time. Retro <laughs> Round Table. Engage. I'll be back. 
<laughs> Shut up! Shut up! All right, guys, toys. Shut up, toys. Where do we start? Oh, man. Anywhere. Anywhere. I went toy shopping yesterday. Toy hunting, rather. I went to two uh, different places. I went to Mansfield to a place called Toy Hunters. Well, there you go. Nice. <laughs> well, that's a trek. They're out in the yeah. wild, and they arm you up. And <laughs> I tell you what, it was like deliverance territory, like getting out into <laughs> this. I like We were driven way off the beaten path. I was like, are you guys like just taking Damn. me out here to kill me, or what's Next happening? Next door to the prison, almost? No, we never <laughs> actually saw the prison. But um, this store was cool. It, was, uh, it looked like it maybe it was like a one point a blockbuster video about the size cool. of a blockbuster video and uh just had all kinds of cool different toys in there we were originally supposed to go to the kokomo indiana toy store but mm-hmm. then the night before we realized they aren't open on mondays so oh, oh boy wouldn't have i been pissed yeah, <laughs> would have been serious it's <laughs> a nice track too geez yeah yeah for sure but um no man they had so many cool toys there um that was the first stop we went to the second stop uh, in delaware ohio rebel toys Dude. Dude. Those, is that not awesome? I mean, it's cramped, but they've got some quality shit, shit there. You don't know cramped until you've been to Big Fun. Yeah, that's fair. All right. To Big Fun, this place was like a big open pasture. Like, it was such a cool place. That's the place for G.I. Joe. That that's I the found. place for everything. Yeah. I wanted so many things. I bought a few. Um one of which, when the Dark Knight came out, yeah, I, I saw got the that Joker. The oh. For some reason, I could only ever find him in the green coat. And I huh. thought, why would they put him in a green coat and not the purple? Yeah, and I had no. read that there was a few that went out in purple, but the majority were this. Well, for $2, Lo and behold. I found Mr. Purple, oh, purple Coat. So that was happy. And then I found the old 1990 Simpson Nelson figure back oh, here I on the show. Oh, I thought he looked new with that electric orange hair. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think that was the color it was in the first season, first huh. season or two. But um, I forget what I was going to say. Uh, one of the things I did see that I wish I had the money for uh, was a toy I had when I was young. It was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, and uh, it was still on card. Do you remember the movie Star Turtles? No. After the second movie came out, they came out with a whole new line of Ninja Turtles that were... They were just the the same size figures, but their appendages were more rubbery, hard rubbery, and they were made to look like the movie suits. And their cards had, like, (laughs) film reels on them and stuff, and uh, they were really cool. But this was one... I don't know if it was from the UK, where it was, but they weren't allowed to say Ninja. This was a Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle. Oh, oh my that's gosh. Right. Of a Raphael. Because Ninja was too violent, right? Correct. And, um, you know, I was pissed off because I had some money in my pockets for this trip. I was like, I'm getting something cool. The night before, I picked up a tire or a nail in my tire and I had to go replace my tire. Oh. So there went my money for toys. <laughs> but I, I was able to buy a few little things here and there. But uh, I, w- I would have bought that in it's, a heartbeat. It's gorgeous. But it's it was where 60 I got bucks. My, uh, well, well, yeah. uh, it's where I got bad, my though, hexadecimal okay. from Reboot. I think we've had this conversation. You guys don't know Reboot. I, I, so I remember you, the show. You remember it to yeah, an extent. I didn't like it. I fucking loved it. That was my jam because they play a new game, quote unquote, every episode. So they rebooted reboot. Yeah, you know? they shouldn't have rebooted reboot. Yeah. Reboot didn't need a reboot. No, reboot needed to stay reboot. Put a little live action in that show. Then. Yeah, yeah. The place uh, in Delaware though was amazing. Righteous. The guys were cool. They took us into the back of the back room store oh. in their store and just let us just tear through their shit. Damn. Uh, it was so good. Where's I, that at? Right downtown? Right downtown. Right, um, uh, do you know where Thurman's Burgers? I didn't know that was in Delaware. Yeah, there's a son of Thurman. Yeah. yeah, it's like, what, like uh, the next block uh, south, I think, from yeah. Thurman's, something like that. I only ever skirt, like, well, the freeway going 23, right through there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I never get to see the good stuff. It's, uh, I always forget how beautiful Delaware is. It it's really nice. is. That yeah. little downtown area, there's something to it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I'm definitely going back with boat, boat tons well, of money. Yeah. Like, there were so There's many cool things. Like the original there. Ghostbusters. They had Ghostbusters action figures still on the card for like two, $300 a piece. Like they were the, the real the Ghostbusters, real the cartoon ones? The cartoon ones, like Man. the first ones. Like and they were they weren't like in cards all bent up and shit on a hook. These things were sun bleached and stuff. They were in boxes pressed down like in plastic casing. They were taking care of protect your investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think it was last week's episode with uh, Brett Weiss. We were talking about 
uh, Nintendo games, and I brought up the only sport game I ever loved was Bulls versus Blazers. <laughs> yeah. I found a copy of it for no, 90, no. 99 cents. Oh, oh, how can I, you not? Oh, I picked it up. Yeah, it's in the basement right now. <laughs> I just am waiting to get the room back together so I can play the damn thing. But um, it was a fun time. I'm trying to think of anything else I found. What about you guys, toy wise? I uh, going on? for me like. The Alpha and Omega has always been Transformers. Sure. That was oh, my boy, number you, one when I was there younger. There was a ton of stuff between the two stores yesterday. Yeah, and uh, God, there's there's one thing in particular I'm always on the hunt for, you know, if I can get it for a reasonable-ish price. It's Laser Optimus. It's a special Optimus Prime figure. And, you know, most of them didn't have the big uh, semi-trailer attachment. This one did. He was more like a tanker truck than a regular semi. And the tanker trailer portion would detach, stand upright, and then unfold into this big battle station. Had like a missile launcher and a thing. He was to chop a discs. Decepticon, or was he an this Autobot? Optimus Prime. He's an Autobot. Oh, it's better than the yeah. original trailer. I'm sorry. This into really nothing. This is a variation of Optimus. That's this, right. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking you were describing like a doppelganger. No, no, no. Okay. This was like a special version of Gotcha. Optimus. Bizarro Optimus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because I I never got a laser Optimus. I don't know if I ever asked for one or whatever. I don't know. I saw it once at a KB Toys a million years ago, and I just passed oh, it up. KB Toys. I know. Wasn't that... Another one to bite the dust. That a was gift from above. Right? I heard but, they uh, might be making a comeback after Toys R Us left, but I'm not sure. Well, Toys R Us is supposed to be making a comeback. One <laughs> of the head, Toys R Us left. head CEOs, uh, I don't know if he actually has successfully, but as soon as they announced the sale of the property, or the business, I don't know what the term is. I don't know if it's actual property, but the licensing to Toys R Us... He immediately trying to buy it so he can reopen it. Oh, they just shit. need to get rid of the babies, kids are us. Part yeah, and just leave it. It's the garbage. Toys. Well, shut up. Ten and up. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Babies are us. I would think probably got business. The thing is, they always claim to be the toy store to go to because they had the best prices, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't the case no. at all. It was so expensive. Yep. You know, Walmart was cheaper. Yeah. Amazon was cheaper. And you don't even have to go outside your front door. Now, yep. when you're a brick-and-mortar location and your only thing is toys, you've got to do better than that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying anything prolific here, obviously. Sure. I mean, the doors are I shut mean, for a fucking reason. The end of the market, you know. <laughs> but um, if they could reopen, I don't see how you could successfully reopen up with that kind of a market, though. I, I mean, you, your prices would have to be... You'd have to be getting that shit so cheap. It would be a, not a lot of stores, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. between... But, uh, you know, about that laser optimist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right quick. If, <laughs> Sorry. Just, no, fine. I'm just going to finish my thought because you mentioned, is he a Decepticon? Is he an evil mm-hmm. doppelganger? Because you're, you're not wrong. Uh, later on, much later on, they released an evil Decepticon version of Optimus Prime called Scourge. And he was laser Optimus with a different paint job. Just didn't have the spark. Yeah. He was just black with some blue detailing. Mm, that yeah. makes you evil. I love. You have a goatee, too. <laughs> you <right. laughs> <laughs> on the mustache <laughs> on the fucking car <laughs> it look great oh my god no I love when the, when there's an evil uh, equal yeah you know I remember uh, Captain Planet had like Captain Pollution you know mm-hmm. who had the same kind of out of control mullet that was just orange <laughs> instead of green and he was all like browns and yellows and gross colors like you know where toxic putrescent yeah right or like dark leonardo obviously i got the dude on right. the shelf here behind me i love the dark doppelgangers they're awesome for sure yeah but yeah transformers for me i'm always on the hunt to relive the old magic what about you jack i haven't heard uh, you make any toy purchases in some time i haven't made any toy purchases for a while it's the last thing you got oh uh, that thanos that Titan figure, the 10 Holy buck one. shit, that was a minute yeah, ago. Yeah, I, I filled a shelf in that time, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten any toys lately. Unless you count no, video games. Uh, you, uh, you're doing better than me. I admire the restraint. Uh, I've done pretty good. After I got that Avengers lineup behind me, I was like, okay, I'm out for a long time. And I, to my credit... Well, I guess a long time was only about a month and a half, but I did pretty good. I only spent like fifteen dollars <laughs> yesterday. Quit staring at hey, me. That's not bad. <laughs> it's the space right now. I've I've got the space at the house. It's just a matter of getting it set up to sure. put all my stuff up. Right. And I don't want to have just toys laying around. Yeah. I get it. One of the things I found yesterday, one of my most cherished uh, toys from childhood was the, the I don't know if it was Kellogg's or who it was had the little. Disney afternoon action figures. They're all up on my shelf here behind mm-hmm. 
And though I have a lot of them, the collection has never been complete. And it's still not, but I found three uh, figures I was missing. So I am down to getting three more, and I'll have them all. But nice. it's like the, what was it, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Gummy Bears, Tailspin. And I think that's it. Maybe the four. Rescue Rangers. Rescue, yeah. So, I used to love me some Rescue Rangers back in the day. Same here, man. Same here. But uh, I cannot wait to have that collection complete, but a little part of me is going to be sad once it is because the it's hunt will be have, over. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. been a long, long It's about hunt. the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But see, the more you collect and the fewer that remain to find, the harder the search gets. Right. So mm-hmm. that last one may elude it's me. It's got for... a built-in difficulty curve yeah. in your white <laughs> whale. Yeah. 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 From I, heart, I stab at the... You know, I saw some things yesterday, too, that I've been thinking all day, why didn't I buy that? Why didn't I buy that? But, you know, I I showed good restraint. I was happy with myself because I had some high dollar items in my hand that I was like, I'm buying this. I'm buying this. And then, you know, by the time I get up to the line, I've shamed myself. I'm like, you don't need this, you dumb asshole. Put it back. I'm starting to build up that that reflex. You know, my... My the poison. internal shame bot, yeah, or yeah. whatever it's, you want to call it. It's getting stronger, the, mm-hmm. the, the shame response, because, you know, my poison of choice is Warhammer. Right. And we've had conversations before yeah. and after a show, you're like, all right, man, I'm thinking about getting this, and we'll, yeah. we'll walk through it. Like, Do you need it, and such and such. <laughs> and I, I'm, I've, well, I actually really pissed myself off the other day, because I made a big big fucking purchase that is just not worth it at all. Is that the one you were grumpy about at work? Yeah. Kind of let us know. My love to ask, how big a purchase? Uh, $75. It's It's not not catastrophic, but... I thought you, when you set that up, I thought, oh shit, he spent three or four hundred dollars. Here's why it's a big purchase. Because it represents the first drop in in a pretty big bucket. Like, to get any use out of this... You're going to require more investments. $75, like five more times. Yeah, it would yeah. ramp up to about 300 But you're not, like, playing the game as so much as you're just well, getting I, the models um, to paint, I've been right? playing it more and more. Have you? I've Are you still to. going to that place? Uh, I stopped for a while. I'm going to pick it back up. But you were going there to play, or was that yeah, just Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was there um, just to noobs show shit off. Game first, store. Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't There's, you say you were like in the short time you were there, people already had issue with you because you were like decimating children and stuff. Well, <laughs> first, first I showed up out of the blue in the middle of their big painting, their yearly painting competition, and I won, which ruffled some feathers because I had only been there for like a who's week. This, who's yeah, this asshole exactly. come in and take our prom? I just showed up, and everybody who came in the store voted for our, my army. Whatever, it was a fair system. Fuck you, and. uh then there was this eight-year-old, and I guess I made him cry because... Oh. Because first off, we're playing a game about ancient undead monstrosities that fight demons, that fight knights who worship blood and... It's more an adult flesh. setting than yeah, it is kids. I mean, yeah. it, it is. And I, I totally get that they're, they're toys. I'm under no delusion. So if a kid wants to play it, fucking fine. Right. But I'm sitting there, and we played a game, and he won. Because he had twice the shit that anyone should have. In front mm-hmm. of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just brought more stuff. And he's a child, so no one's telling him no. And he's like, all right, do you want to rematch? And I'm like, no, I'll just wait for the next guy to come in because I was waiting for someone to play with. And he's like, we can play again. I can take some stuff out. And I'm like, no, I'll just wait for the next guy. <laughs> I thought I was being pretty reasonable. I don't want to sit here entertaining a fucking child. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm taking time out of my day to play this game. This is not right. daycare. And so he went over into the chair and he had a little huff and he crossed his arms. He's like, oh, not playing with me. And he's got little tears streaking down his eyes. And his dad had to take him outside and give him a talking to. And for the rest of that fucking day, the kid, his dad, and everyone they talked to were like giving me the cold shoulder. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, why am Jeez. I? Yeah, what do you. So I'll... you're already marked. You can't go back. I can't go back. I gotta Jake find somewhere. Jake's a bully. Else. I, uh, fucking. For not acquiescing to a child's demands. Yeah, Yeah, what an asshole. But But places like that, they bring in a small group that gets tight. Yeah. You know, and I equate it to my uh, Pokemon group. Right. Because the same kind of thing. You get strangers in a game, they start to get... Factional, you know. Well, you well, said you even got stigma because the new people don't. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't want the new people to come in, even though you never said it. Yeah, yeah, we get shit all the time for that kind of stuff. But you know, at the same time, at the heart of it, we all realize this is a kids game. Yeah. So yeah, there are ninety percent of adults out there, but the second a kid walks into the event, we all cater to the kid. 
you know, we got to make it. I can't do that. I can't do that. But, and you, I'm not saying you should. This, because you're, I'm just saying your situation is the complete opposite of what I have experienced. You know, I don't know. If I were a parent, I can't. How old was this kid? He. Would you estimate? I'd say he was maybe 11. That's the upper fucking limit of how old this kid is. So. I don't I'd be know. borderline if I would let my kid in on that kind of dark shit yeah, that no. early. I don't know. Well, his dad... I can't say not actually being there. His dad's chosen army, which he had painted up and on the table, were plague demons. <laughs> Things with, like, skin hanging, the organs spilling out, <laughs> and, like, everything was covered in blood and pus. I'm like, what the fuck do you so tell So did you ever kid? get another opponent? I did. Yeah, you another did. guy came in who was, like, new, slightly newer than I was. We had a great time while they all, like, scrunched into the back of the store over there. Yeah. And then I fucking never came back because I'm like, yeah. I don't want to take time out of my day. <laughs> to, it's like, ooh, I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it don't, you shouldn't. I mean, it's easy to I, I don't feel offend a group yeah, like that, whatever. you know. But the guard tower is just up the road a piece. They do the same goddamn thing with about four times the space. So They've got it. a lot of space. Yeah. They do. It's a, it's a good place to play. Yeah, so that's the plan, Stan. Anyway, I've derailed this conversation enough. But yeah. It's supposed to be toys. My The, the one episode where I'm like, hurrah, that's and we're back on fucking board game. Warhammer. You asked me about... Again. You asked me about <laughs> Childgate 2018, and I had to tell you. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that, Jack. <laughs> staring right into my soul. No, I. Uh, that's one thing I recently thought of. You know, as <clears throat> I acquire stuff, my collection gets fuller. Like I was just saying, that Disney Little Afternoon collection is almost finished. And once that's, once that hunt's over, I'm going to have a void. I have to have something else to hunt. So I thought in the past month, I remember a bunch of Beetlejuice stuff, Beetlejuice action figures, which I found all on card yesterday at the same store. It's an amazing store. Yeah. Rebels Quality Toys, shit. LLC. Maybe I shouldn't tell anyone so I can just go buy all the shit. It's a long <laughs> drive, though. It's like 10 minutes. And I oh, just don't know. You yeah. poor guy. You poor guy. But um, uh, the Beetlejuice action figures, there was one you could from like. cartoon? From the movie, these oh, were. okay. You I... could actually put swords through one of them. Um, <laughs> another one, like he had a normal head that spun around, and you could take it off, and his head was tiny like the witch doctor. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a, bit. I think there was one with the carousel head. Yeah. There was a, I remember one of the things, he had like a coffin with a, a headstone on it you could put him in, and when you'd close it and reopen it, he would be tiny. It was like a little like slide oh, of oh. magic trick toy, but uh, awesome. I never had any of the Beetlejuice stuff. When I was young, and the thing you're seeing on the shelf behind me is from the cartoon. Yeah, that was like a Burger King or a McDonald's cartoon. Yeah, it was fun. I didn't care for the cartoon. No, no, I enjoyed it. It was good. I, maybe it was the animation. That's probably what I didn't like. Too much. I enjoyed the animation. I, 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 I thought it was a snob time. about animation during that time. These thought, days, I'd, I'd avoid something because of animation if mm. I didn't like it. Back then, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I honestly thought it was ahead of its time. Yeah. The animation, not that it was doing anything. Uh, different than anyone else in terms of animation production, but I don't know. Just some of the looks of the characters seem like stuff you'd see on modern Nickelodeon, sure. you know? And, and I tell you what, the content was pretty fucking ahead of its time. I don't remember you know, a lot of the content. Well, but... it's just the whole theme. I mean, it's yeah. a very morbid setting, you know? The mm-hmm. character is obviously dead, undead, what have you. And that's the kind of thing that was not commonplace back then. And well, it then, took place in the dead world, most right, of the cartoons. Yeah. yeah, and then later on you get things like Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, you know, right. Invader Zim, all this shit that wasn't afraid to get dark with it. Courage. Yeah, oh, courage. Oh, wow, are you yeah. saying that uh, Beetlejuice was kind of like a uh, pioneer? I, I'd I could say see so. That. Even if the influence wasn't direct, An it strikes me. pioneer. Yeah, yeah, as, as kind of... Setting a precedent for other because more man, evil cartoons. Yeah, and that was my jam back in the day. I loved me some Billy and Mandy. I loved Invader Zim. Love Courage the Cowardly Dog. I yeah. watch that son of a bitch right now. <laughs> I've never seen those shows. What's Courage? I mean, I've heard of Courage, but what was the, the stick? I remember what he looked like. He's a little a purple pinkish dog. dog. Yeah, yeah, pinkish purple. And he lived uh, with his masters in pretty much nowhere, yeah, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They made a big point of saying that just mm-hmm. a farmer and his wife, and the farmer's an absolute asshole. And the wife's, you know, the sweetest woman alive. Yep. And he's protecting them from all these otherworldly threats that they're half the time like not even aware of. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mutants and aliens and monsters and demons. Just every kind of horror. And he's hmm. the only one who can stop it, you know? Wow. 
And I didn't wonderful. know it was like that. Yeah, well, he's yeah. terrified of everything, but he's the one who has to step up and handle it. He's got to be the cowardly <laughs> dog that finds. <laughs> he has to be the cowardly dog that finds his courage. Yeah, and then yeah, loses well. it again at the before the start of the next episode. But great show. Yeah, it was. Hmm. Had a very disturbing final episode. I don't think I ever saw the final. It's one. Uh, he has a sequence of nightmares where they do some really weird kind of experimental looking animation and stuff. It's like a series of vignettes that are really frightening and there's one in particular that's like infamous for how unsettling it is it's this almost like dolly-esque abstract looking floating blue head in some unknowable liquid and he looks right at your face and he says something really odd and ominous and then it cuts to courage waking up screaming and the animation it was like rendered 3d and it was like just a little too fluid and too uncanny and everything about it was very, very strange. <laughs> and it scared the hell out of me. And hmm. sure enough, that was the last episode. Wow. Sounds pretty dark. Yeah, it was dark. I would encourage anyone to check it up. I think, check it up. Check it out. I think it's just called The Blue Thing. If you just Google Courage Blue Thing, you'll fucking see it. Hmm. I'll have to do that. How'd we get on uh, cartoons again from toys? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, that's that's right. how it yeah. was. That's how yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get some of them Beetlejuice toys. That's, that's what I need to get. Stuff. One thing I found yesterday that came as a surprise. I'm always have my eyes peeled for Simpsons stuff. And a lot of the stuff I have in boxes downstairs, like unopened, I saw for like 50 to to $100 on the shelves there. Hey. So at least I know my stuff's appreciating in value yeah. that's down there. Yeah. Um, but I was digging through a bin, and uh, I'm seeing all these recognizable figures, and I see one in a blue suit just kind of waving at me. I'm like, who the hell is that? I don't recognize him. But I pulled him out and looked at him. Tom Hanks. <laughs> what? Simpsons Tom Hanks. Good, good. <laughs> there oh, he is. Man. Oh, man. I thought my. that looked new. I'm like, hey. yeah. From uh, From the Simpsons movie. <laughs> And he was the one in the movie who was like the spokesman for New Springfield. But the one of the funniest things of that movie that had me busting up, like rolling in the aisle, <laughs> was at the end of the film, the credits stop for a moment, and he walks on and goes, Hi, this is Tom Hanks, saying, if you see me in public, leave me be. And just, <laughs> just walked off screen. That's all you get. <laughs> I had to get him. Yeah, I had to get him. Wonderful. He looks incredibly friendly like you would he think Tom Hanks would be. I'm sure he is. Who, who wouldn't want a Tom Hanks action figure? Yeah, I want one now. Well, you can't have him. There's a hole in my life. And Quit it's looking Tom at Hanks him. Shape. You can't have him. <laughs> uh, they also had a James Brown one, but I was never... I'm more of a Tom Hanks than James Brown fan. That's fair. And, Jesus, yeah. uh, his, even if I did want him, his microphone in his hand was busted. Like, his hand was busted off. Sure. So mm. It's just... I totally get what you're saying. It's just... Without the context, it's such a weird comparison. I like Tom Hanks a lot more than James Brown. It's like... <laughs> I like football a lot more than ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> no, oh, nearly okay. the same. <laughs> when you have each of them in one hand and the other hand and have to make a choice, no, that's totally when it becomes a relevant, yeah. a relevant yeah. question. Oh, my Lord. Where are we at? 26 minutes. We got to do some. We have to muster up some more toy convo here. We've okay. talked too much about stuff that's not toys. Toys, toys, toys. I have got. This this passion that I'll, I'll never be able to satisfy because a I can't name the shit, b I don't remember half of it. But I had a lot of weird. Probably everyone did, but I really remember having a lot of weird off-brand, off-beat kind of toys. Stuff you'd find in places like Odd Lots or you know this and that. <laughs> That's the. Did you have off. Super yeah. Ninjas? <laughs> no, but you find some interesting stuff. Stuff with like no mass appeal. I remember having this one thing in particular that I couldn't keep for long. I was very young at the time because it kept scaring my sister. It was a big, giant bloodshot eyeball with, like, the meaty, fleshy bits all around. And you'd open it up almost like a Polly Pocket. And it had, like, missile launchers and battle stations and these little armored soldiers who had big, giant, bloodshot, single eyes in the top of their head. And I keep thinking back on this, like, who the fuck was that for? <laughs> you know, and it's... I wish I could find these old toys. It wasn't like a Mighty Max thing, was it? No, it wasn't Mighty Max. It was in that same vein. Same vein, though. Yeah, and I remember seeing on the back of the box, there was another set for, like, the skull. One was the heart. And I'd Jesus love to have, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to have been there at the meeting, where it's like, all right, we need an idea, gentlemen. You know, Polly Pocket, but, like, visceral. <laughs> I bet the 11-year-old you turned down uh, from Warhammer was probably given one of those by his father. Yeah, I bet huh? he was, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> consolation prize, but... 
I don't know. I just, I, that's the thing that really tortures me about looking back at these old toys and wanting to hunt them down is the stuff that I've forgotten. I've got these vague memories of, and I feel like there's so much out there, but how do you research what you don't know? <laughs> right. Do you remember a cartoon called Lone Star? I want to say it was Lone yeah. Star. Yeah. Was that the, was that the, the robot horse? The cowboy with the guitar and the... No, that was uh, Silverhawks. Silverhawks. I always confuse oh, Silverhawks yeah. with everything. I remember something Lone Star, though. It was Yeah, he was like a Native American cowboy. It was in the future in space, and he had a, <laughs> a robot horse that would end up standing up like human-esque time style. But I remember when I was a kid, there was a, a 99-cent store. That was what it was called. Everything was 99 cents. And they had a... It was like a knockoff set of collection of those toys and i was man it was like five bucks to get the whole set one guy uh, had he, he must have been a villain because he was like cactus pete or something i don't know if that was his name but he was green and he had, bear pete that might have been it but he had like these cactus gloves that would slide over his fist they were so generic i remember selling them at a garage sale for like five bucks a piece made, hey, some made <laughs> certain <laughs> extensions of pop culture that don't know how to deal with the sci-fi boom <laughs> still like they're still stuck in their western state of mind yeah. mm-hmm. maybe cowboys dueling in space would be good picture it arizona the year five thousand. <laughs> we could have horses galloping around the rings of uranus <laughs> laser ponies <laughs> oh my god there's some crappy toys out there, yeah, but boy, but God, there's some you good love ones them too. at the time. Mm-hmm. You don't realize they're bad until you're older. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for every you know amazing, perfect, iconic thing, every Power Rangers, Transformers, what have you, there's so many forgotten horrors. And I love all that shit. Mm-hmm. I love the old, weird, unloved toys. I found um, one thing I regret not getting yesterday was an action figure. I used to have as a child of Alf from his cartoon. Oh, mm. yeah. Where he was wearing his uh, yellow Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. He's a big fat party animal. Remember that? was that? Gordon. Gordon Shumway. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Did I tell you guys they're rebooting Alf? We had mentioned there was re- rumor about it. And then like a couple days later, I saw that it was happening. It's Is there happening. a need yeah. for that? I'm interested to see. Um, I don't think he'll ever, ever be able to capture the same uh, no. love that he once generated for as adults long as and Willie's children. not there anymore. I hated that guy. <laughs> you know, I read in, uh, that in real life that dude spent all his money on drugs. And, <laughs> yeah, like uh, ended up being broke after Al. That was the coke era, <laughs> right? So that that was unfortunate, but yeah, I agreed. I never liked him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Alf, what'd you do it's that? Such a whiny. Oh, he reminds me of uh, Anderson off Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 damn kids, get out of my tool shed. <laughs> anyway, enough of bad impressions. Let's just move this episode right along, right into the meat and potatoes. Indeed, that that, that, that is this the moment uh, you've all been waiting for for right thirty-one now. minutes plus. Right, our interview with the creator and executive producer of The Toys That Made Us, the Netflix original series, Brian Volkweiss. And boy, what an interview that was, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Was he was a great one. guy. Uh, I think we're all kindred spirits. I think we're all into about we're the same thing. We're best friends now. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works. We practically <laughs> have one know conversation. <laughs> so we're just going to show up for dinner It's like someday. a brother to me. <laughs> right. But no, uh, it was a great time, a great yeah. interview. If you like toys, if you like the show, then you're going to enjoy the interview, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're listening this far, I'd say you're here for the interview. So (laughs) without any further ado, here's our interview with Brian Volkweiss. Brian, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, The guys know how big of a toy fan I am, toy collector, (laughs) and how bad I've wanted to bring that to the show for some time. So what better excuse to actually have Brian Volkweiss on the show? Thanks so much for being here, man. You you are very, very kind, and uh, I'm sure we're going to have fun. You know, I'm actually very relieved to uh, hear you coming through, because when you sent us the, the phone number to call via Facebook to get this set up, when I first called it, the voice coming through the other line said, thank you for calling so-and-so's portable toilet services. And I was like, oh, my God, we've been stood up. But no, I got oh, a number man. wrong. I got, I got a number wrong. So I was really glad to see we you didn't stand us up. Yeah. <laughs> So I just want to uh, start with your uh, just your love for toys, and I I imagine that had to have manifested as a child, right? Yeah, I mean everybody loves toys when there's a, when they're a kid, 
for for some reason, some of us just keep playing with them, and then even when they stop playing with them, start collecting them. So that that's what happened with me. I love toys. I, I never threw any away. And then in college, I started buying some toys to put on the shelf, even though I wasn't playing with them. And, you know, 20 years later, I had a pretty big collection. I went through a weird phase myself where, you know, as I was getting older, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't be buying <laughs> yeah. toys anymore. So yeah. I didn't. And then, but then you came to your senses. Well, I, slowly, though, I would, I would go and get one. And then I would uh, I was like, well, I can't display it. I don't want people to know I have this. So I put it in the closet and they would build up. And, you know, eventually comes tumbling out into shelves in the room and stuff but then uh, once they're out of the closet there's no putting them back in right you start finding the the higher quality adult toy type figures right. and stuff yeah. that, built with the collector in mind yeah that was going to be my next question for you brian is uh just exactly how your uh, toy collection works because kind of like jack was saying there's there's people who you know gravitate toward like hot toys and neck of like the super expensive stuff there's people that want mint on card. There's people like myself who just like the big dirty dump bins that you can <laughs> rummage through. You know, my collection when I die isn't paying for a funeral. It's going to be a burden on somebody. So what kind of collection do you have? You know, dude, in the, the eight months of 2018, I, I have bought stuff for $2 and I have bought stuff for $2,000. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and everything in between. So I will tell you this, uh, uh, producing a show about toys uh, does not uh, help one's uh, bank account. <laughs> it, it got me, it, it did two things. The easy thing it did and the obvious thing it did was it got me into toys that I had not been into. So like I have never been into He-Man I had never been into Barbie. I had never been into, and I'm still kind of not into Hello Kitty, but there's a character in Hello Kitty named Gudetama who I've become obsessed with. Oh, yeah. it's a big deal right now. So first of all, I am buying brands that I never bought before. So that's the first problem. But then the second problem, and this is the bigger problem as it relates to money, is I didn't know what a prototype was or a first shot or an MOC. I didn't know what any of these things were. Even though I had a toy collection, I wasn't that into it. So, yeah, now I'm buying prototypes. And those are not cheap. No, I cannot mm. imagine they are. And wow, what constant temptation just always in front of you when you're making that show. I didn't even think about that. You better get it all in one yeah. take because that toy's not staying there for long. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it that, uh, you know, put the fire under you to, you know, I, I need to make these documentaries? You know, for so long, you know, you've seen on YouTube, sometimes you find a 10 to 15 minute the making of something. Sure. But it seems like I'm always searching something like a... I don't know, like the history of like Happy Meal toys. I'm big yeah. into the, that mm. kind of stuff. And there just really isn't a lot of that kind of stuff out there. So this show is really kind of groundbreaking in that uh It's It's the genre. only yeah. really comprehensive source for that kind of thing. Yeah, what, what was it that uh, made you feel like I have to do this? The moment that was like the direct, for lack of a better word, inspiration to making the show was I was at a bookstore. And I couldn't find anything uh, about the origins of Transformers or G.I. Joe. Then I started looking around, couldn't find anything about the origins of any toys except for Star Wars. And then in the same experience of being in the bookstore, I randomly noticed there was like eight books about the War of 1812. And I'm like, and again, I mean, mean, no disrespect to what I'm sure was a great war. Uh, you know, it was like, <laughs> you know, the War of 1812 was great and everything. And obviously, you know, burnt the White House down, Andrew Jackson, Battle of New Orleans. Yeah, it's great. But I'm sure there's a lot of pe- a lot more people who have played with Optimus Prime or Cobra Commander that would love to know where these guys came from. And it just blew my mind that you would have to be doing a Google search for an hour and a half to get your head around where Optimus Prime came from. And even if you did that, there was so much conflicting data that you never really knew. 
So that was the origin of what would become the toys that made us. It was such an awesome thing to find on Netflix. It yeah. just blew my freaking mind. I was glued. I just sat and binged all of them. It was like you a know, fluke it, to find it, too. You're just right. flipping through, and they're like, wait a minute. It was actually another podcast that turned uh, turned us on to. It was John oh, really? Orlando over okay. at the PVD cast. He said something about it. I was like, oh, what, what, what? i got to check this out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it very much strikes me as something that, that could only really happen in this time. You know, we're in sort of a, I use this phrase too often, but kind of a golden age for this sort of thing. I almost right. think this generation where we're at is sort of defined by nostalgia. And maybe I'm wrong, but I'd wonder what your take is on that. Does that seem to be the case with you, that there seems to be such a focus on not quite reliving so much as mining the past for what we used to love? I don't necessarily feel that it's... It, it's not... I, I could see... I could understand why it would be perceived that way. But for me, I'm a huge history buff. Like, I, I, my whole collection at home, my whole office is toys and history, primarily U.S. history. I actually uh, would argue exclusively U.S. history. So it, it, it really, for me, was, it was just this very simple equation of why, you know, why are Star Wars figures this big instead of that big? Why is, why was the truck? the leader of the Autobots. Like, it was just this, you know, fundamental just quest to find out what appears to us as being this well-thought-out, pre-planned, destined-for-greatness hit. I knew before we produced the show, and I turned out to be right, of course, that it was just a collection of random events and many lucky breaks that led to these hits becoming these hits. And that's that was that's what I was interested in. So it seems like you've, if I'm interpreting this right, you, you kind of approach this from an almost scholarly angle, and that's interesting because watching the program, I feel like I, I very much came into it with the idea of like, yes, let's relive the glory days, mm-hmm. let's learn a little bit more about what was so important to me back then. But I, I hadn't considered the the sort of genuine gap in history there is there, you know, mm-hmm. that there was just none of this information. So. Well, you you may not realize it, but that is one of the greatest compliments you could ever give to a producer <laughs> or an editor or anybody, because what we always try to do, and it's very, very hard to do, is that we, we refer to it as you wrap your spinach in ice cream. <laughs> so that's what we did with the comedy and just making it this fun, enjoyable story where it doesn't feel like a history lesson and people are running out of the room. So that's, 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 that's um, thank you so much for saying that. that. I mean, that is absolutely what every producer wants to hear. Well, hey, as a guy who's like equally interested in a long history lecture, or a bunch of comedy about toys. I, I, you had me either way. So. <laughs> it's uh, something you said earlier too about the you know being in the golden age of nostalgia. You know, yeah. I think we are still we're still in the cusp of, and I think this show really helps. You know, we've already gone over the hurdle. Like, okay, it's generally accepted to like this stuff, but I think yeah, yeah. things like this show, the toys that made us, really solidify the importance. Of this stuff as well. The it's, cultural it's relevance, you know? Not you only something under- I loved as a child, but it's important. It's yeah. imp- a part of me, deeper than I thought it was. And um, it's cool to have something to show that to you. Cool, thank you. Doing the show, what was the deciding factor on what toy brands to do? Like, the first season was G.I. Joe, Star Wars, He-Man, and Barbie. I mean, Barbie I can kind of see because it it's been sure. around forever. Star Wars was such a big, iconic hit anyway. I, I honestly, I just went with my gut. Um, I feel like six of the choices were very obvious. Um, the two that were not as obvious was one was Hello Kitty, which uh, I'm very open about this. And, uh, I, definitely people have been pissed off about this, but I just did it for my wife because she loves Hello Kitty. Uh, and Star Trek, uh, I, I did Star Trek for myself. I, I didn't know if I would ever get any more episodes. Uh, I'm a huge Trekkie, 
And I'm like, Netflix is letting me make the decision. I'm going to make the fucking decision. We're going to be Star Trek. <laughs> and uh, that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's what it was. It was really that simple. I'm very curious to hear uh, some future episodes. I, I've heard you hint in other interviews around possibly doing a, a Happy Meal toy episode or uh, like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Any other episode uh, ideas you can let up? We we are shooting uh, season three right now, uh, and that is uh, My Little Pony, uh, Power Rangers, Wrestling, and Turtles. So that is all happening. Uh, we announced that at Comic Con uh, about a month ago. That is all happening right now. Um, as it relates to Happy Meals, I, I pray to God we get the chance. That my two dream shows that I want to do, if somehow we get to do it, is um, uh, Happy Meals is one of them. I'm dying to do that. Um, and then the other is uh, an episode I would call The Toys That Should Have Not Been Made. Uh, and by the way, I was, at a, uh, uh, dude, I was at a Walmart today for the first time ever in Burbank. Uh, I've been to Walmarts before. I love Walmart, but I'd never been to one in Burbank before. The reason I went to a Walmart today, as you may have heard, the Toys R Us closed. Sure. So I went to, uh, to uh, Walmart today to check out their toy section, and... Man, oh man, did they have the great, uh, the greatest example ever of the toys that should not be made is Dune. <laughs> Nothing will beat Dune. Those are the greatest, like, what the F were everybody thinking toys. But they had a, a, at Walmart today exclusive, an entire line of toys based on that new movie, Rampage. I uh, saw that. That's yeah. they were Walmart exclusive. I I mean I was like like they they, they had vehicles they had the figures they all kind of like if we ever get to make this episode this will definitely be on <laughs> you know that there's nowhere in the world where there's a mother being like sorry Timmy that's only at Walmart <laughs> yeah. no, that's not happening no I saw that same rampage set you're talking about and I even had to get down and take a picture of the what was supposed to be the rock's face because his eye was like printed onto his forehead <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> you gotta oh love that, uh, yeah. that enlightened third eye yeah. effect yeah right Holy moly. And it was made by a company I've never heard of, like International International. Like, oh, wow. Brand. I'm like, what is this? Not a good toy. That's made what by it is. Very Good, number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm actually kind of bummed I didn't get one. I, should, I, I, I can definitely see going back and picking one up. They were so ludicrous. So making this show as a toy collector, what have been some uh, pretty impactful moments for you? I mean, there's three very powerful moments, uh, mainly four, but being in Japan at Takara headquarters, um, and we went to the old headquarters as well, that was mind-boggling. You know, they had all the stuff in the basement that they pulled out for us. Some of those guys who had those uh, Polaroid pictures in the, in the binders, that was just, I mean, just jaw-dropping seeing that right um the lawyer that we interviewed for the star wars episode i mean we didn't even think this guy was going to show up uh he had been kind of cagey when we'd been talking to him on the phone but the fact that not only did he show up he brought the contract with him i mean that was just insane it was the other huge. moment that just to me was like what the fuck was when we were talking to the Marvel guys, and they uh, told us that uh, Hasbro uh, was not planning on releasing Cobra. They were just going to do G.I. Joe. And uh, I just remember, you know, we were interviewing, and the guy was like, yeah, we called Hasbro. And we were like, hey, you forgot to send the bad guys. And they're like, we didn't make bad guys. Like, that, that blew my mind. I mean, blew my mind. Yeah, why? Um, who would they And then fight? I would say yeah. one of my other, well, they were going to have them fight like Star Wars figures and, and body <laughs> dolls and stuff. That was their plan. Like they would fight other toys. Um, and then the other moment, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would call this a surprise because I didn't know anything about Barbie when this started. So it was, everything was a surprise. But the thing uh, that I found very, very interesting and very powerful. 
uh, was the story we heard where for like the first 30 years of Barbie, Barbie was looking sideways because, you know, like women didn't look at dudes in the eye. And uh, then as a, oh, women right, started right. to have more rights, they started having Barbies look straight ahead. And I, I actually owned the last of the sideways eyes and the first of the forward eyes. Um, and I just found that a very, very powerful moment. That eluded me when I watched that episode. I forgot about that. It's a nice little yeah. cultural milestone. Yeah, yeah. it Seriously. really is. What year was that? Do you recall? Yeah. It was in the 80s. Uh, or no, sorry. It was like 78. Okay. Like, okay. It was not oh. that long ago. Or 76. But yeah, it was, it was in the 70s. It wasn't in the 60s. We've come a long way in a short yeah. time, haven't we? We're gaining <laughs> speed, too, I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. One thing I have got to ask, because um, I'm just so curious as what it would do to me, aside from just the purchasing of more toys, as a toy collector, has this show changed the way you collect at all? Absolutely. Um, I mean, in addition to buying prototypes and stuff like that, um, I now, because I made the show, appreciate the history of how certain toys, their creation would be the foundation to other toys. So an example oh, of that wow. is like Big Jim. I never heard of Big Jim in my life. But now I realize how important Big Jim was to G.I. Joe uh, and a few others. So I, I, of course, had to get one of those. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm very much now into the design of certain toys. Like I bought a toy yesterday at my local vintage toy shop uh, called Blast from the Past. I don't even know what it is. It's like some blue motorcycle that has, like, hovering jets instead of wheels. But I just really appreciated the beauty of what, how that toy was made, and, and it was just beautiful. And now i got to research and figure out what it's from. So I never did that in my life until about a year ago. That's such a thrill. I mean, I, I do that kind of stuff myself. It's not only the action figure that's awesome. It's looking on the back of him, seeing who made him, what yeah. year he was made. You know, I, I it's love all the, that stuff. all the homework it gives you. <laughs> and it's crazy. I've mentioned this on the show before, but anytime I get these action figures I remember from my childhood, I'm like, okay, this would have been late 90s maybe. Every one of them goes back to 1992 or 93. <laughs> <laughs> Good years. But Very. Uh, I, I, I get that uh, I'm very much the same uh, uh, tied directly into that is you know we made a tape that we gave to Netflix and that's what got the show greenlit the only thing in the tape that and we redid it but the only thing in the tape that's in the show was showing how Friar Tuck was based on the Gamorrean guard mold. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know if you remember that at <laughs> yes. all. Uh -huh. Yes. So that's another thing that the toy has done for me is I've started collecting figures and even like a couple vehicles, different versions of it. So like the... Robin Hood, uh, the character that Alan Rickman plays, what's his name? Um, Sheriff of Nottingham. Sheriff of Nottingham, yeah. is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. The Sheriff of Nottingham figure is identical to the Shadow figure, the Alec Baldwin movie, other oh, than the serious. Head. Get the hell out of here. They're just painted differently. So, like, yeah. <laughs> so I, like, have a whole series of toys like that where it's like, Here's him in Sherrod Bars. Here's him in the 1920s New York with red glowing eyes. Wow. <laughs> the toys that made each other, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. I'm going to steal that from you. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, at a toy store, uh, Rebel Toys, yeah, yesterday. Well, and uh, one thing they showed me, you guys just kind of reminded me of with that conversation, was a knockoff of the Ninja Turtles uh, from the one of the recent Michael Bay movies, and it was just called Super Ninjas. Good. And these yes. <laughs> they were in the shape of humans, but they were just painted yellow, like on their chest, and a darker <laughs> green on their back. And you know, like any good ninja, <laughs> right? Right. Bright right. Sure. <laughs> oh, well, that, it was horrible. I mean, that that 
that's a whole you're, you you reminded me of that that's a whole other thing I've gotten into now is knockoffs. So, oh yeah, yeah. I, I never bought a knockoff in my life until about ten months ago. I wish I could remember what the name of the Power Ranger knockoff was I saw at the grocery store one time. It was so funny. I was laughing out loud, quite literally LOLing in the aisle at this thing. Very capable fellow. <laughs> it, it was like Mighty Power, but I couldn't say Ranger, but I don't remember what they put in place. Power Outdoorsman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, here's a question that's really off the beaten path. This is going uh, way far away from the toys. Do you but... like toys? <laughs> <laughs> but I have to ask because what an experience this would have been. Uh, I think it was just a few years ago that, um, what was it, Trek movie? Was that the name of the documentary that was released where you uh, released the last interview with Leonard Nimoy that you were a part of? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I have yeah, to know. I have History Channel. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to uh, sit and watch it yet, but I read that today and was just mind blown. I had, to, I just have to ask, what was the experience for you like? I mean, I know I can go watch the interview and see what transpired, but I mean, being a Trekkie and you know, being into the culture, what was going through your mind? Uh, it was pretty wild. Uh, I. Uh... <laughs> It, 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 it was pretty wild. We we were in his house for about two hours. Uh, if you're hearing trepidation in my voice, uh, I, I, <laughs> he was really nice and really cool, and he was great. But there, there was definitely some funny moments that uh, I have not uh, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to start now. But uh, he, he was very nice. He was very cool. Uh, but it was. Um, it was less than three months before he died, and I'll tell you, I seemed healthy as a horse, so I'm absolutely shocked that he died three months later. He seemed absolutely fine, but, um, yeah, he, uh, he was, he, he's, uh, he's a, I, one thing I will say is I think because William Shatner is so out there and crazy and everything, I think that it's obscured the fact that Mr. Nimoy is also uh, a character. Right. We uh, we had Yvonne Craig on t the show some time ago. Well, less than a year before she had passed, uh, yeah. and she was talking about her experience on uh, Star Trek. She played the the green the slave dancer. What was it? Marta was that the slave I, dancer? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yep. And she had told a story about how when she was in makeup, they had shaved her eyebrows off without her permission, and she was <laughs> pissed. You know, she thought even about uh, you know bringing a lawsuit against the production. Like, how can you do this? And she said one of the turning points that kind of made her forget it was she said Leonard Nimoy walked up to her just straight faced as can be and said, Yvonne, don't worry. I've heard that anyone that can grow a beard can grow back their eyebrows. <laughs> just stared at her and his turn and walked away. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. I never heard of it. That's really funny. It's a different, he had a, a very subtle sense of humor. I well, think. always knowing him as Spock, some straight laced, you know, non, no nonsense person. You kind of. I, all right, I, I did think of something I could tell you. And I guarantee you he said this to thousands of people. But one of the things he did say was uh, while he was in uh, makeup, he was playing with his iPhone. And he, uh, he looked at us and goes, I remember when these used to be props. <laughs> oh wow, that's heavy. Yeah, that, that was pretty. That was pretty powerful. Yeah, I, I doubt we were the first people he said that to. But still, who cares? Yeah. That is still to so impactful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn. Wow. I I almost got that's goosebumps yeah, hearing it. Yeah. That is intense. <laughs> Um, just uh, one more thing here. Again, off the beaten path. I, I, I had I had toy questions for thirty minutes lined up here, but <laughs> since we have you for a little bit more, I know you're a big Ahsoka Tano fan from Star Wars, and with the uh, recent news of uh, the Clone Wars continuing, I just had to get your opinion. I'm sure you're excited as excited as I am about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so funny the way her character leaves season five, like. In many ways, that could have been the perfect ending for her. Like, sure. I mean, one of the one of the most powerful. I'd say my 
third favorite moment in all of Star Wars is when she resigns and leaves the temple. Um, so, you know, Matt, I, I'm trepidatious. I, I have a lot of faith in uh, in Hidalgo, so I, I he knows what he's doing. He created Ahsoka, so mm-hmm. I, I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I I liked Rebels. I thought Rebels was great. I loved how Rebels ended with her, mm-hmm. uh, yes. and of course Sabine. But um, but I, I so I just I, and I also listen. If I'm going to go fully crazy here, I'm sure you heard Carrie Russell is in episode nine. No, I, I'm really hoping. Uh, I'm really hoping she's Ahsoka. And uh, oh, wow. Ray is going to be Ahsoka's daughter. That's my uh, that's my crazy hope. So that would be something um, else, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wow, you would win yeah, me right so now. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't be happier. Wow. So I, I could not. I couldn't be happier. But I just. I. I hope. Uh, I hope they get it right. Like there's something kind of cool in literature and movies and TVs with ambiguity. Like, I like that when she left the temple, it's like, all right, well, what what happened to her? Where was she at the Battle of Endor? Where was right. she? Like, so I, I hope that them explaining everything doesn't diminish how I feel about her. Like, I'll be very honest with you. At the end of uh, Force Awakens, I was like the biggest fan of Ray. I thought Ray was awesome, Agreed. and I thought Poe was awesome. Like I love them. After Last Jedi, like I-, I don't care about them. Like they destroyed the characters. You just no, answered my next it. question. You <laughs> yeah. answered my next question. <laughs> What's that? How much do I hate Last Jedi? I was going to ask <laughs> what are your thoughts on Last Jedi, maximum, but boy. Yeah, Max. Uh, maximum amount of hatred for that movie. Yeah. I will tell you this. I, I was saying for about six months it's the Star Trek V of Star Wars movies, but I <laughs> randomly, about a month ago, watched Star Trek V, and Star Trek uh, Star Trek V is, is a billion times better. Than is that the Voyage Jedi. Home with the whales? Oh, no, Voyage Home is great. That's uh, Star Trek Five is the final frontier. The final, they, right, uh, they, they go in search of a god. Yeah, and, uh, yeah Believe yeah. it or not, uh, don't find them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> Spoiler alert! It was an imposter. <laughs> I'm, it's glad to hear that uh, you had the same kind of thoughts we were thinking on yeah, last we're all July. On the same page there. It's, I mean, it had a few things going for it, but I mean, you summed it up perfectly with the Force Awakens made you fall in love with these characters, and the Last Jedi, Jedi made you give a shit. It made your interest in them irrelevant. If there's anybody who can turn this around, it's JJ. He turned Star Trek around. He turned Star Wars around. Uh, he turned Mission Possible around. Um, oh, yeah. So if there's anybody, but I will tell you this, he's never had uh, this big a hole to dig out of. <laughs> no, uh, I, I am, uh, but he's, a, he's really he's a smart guy. Like, I feel like he just comes at everything from a very analytical, smart way. So like, yeah. if, if anybody can fix this, it's him. But he, good luck, buddy. I, th- I think he's making it along with his inner child. You know what? Mm-hmm. What yeah. the the child that knows everything that should be accurate in these movies. And you know, not that uh, Ryan Johnson didn't do that. I just feel like his main objective was just let's just counter what everyone's expecting. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's okay. When that's its own objective, it shouldn't be a movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, how many times can we say that on this show? I mean, you know, several more. Yeah, I'm not a fan. We'll leave, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, Brian, I want to thank you so much, man. This has been a blast, and uh, continue making the awesome show, The Toys That Made Us. I cannot wait for new episodes. I'm we're chomping at the bits here, makes three especially of us. since you said Power Rangers. Oh, dude, oh, yes. boy, that was out of left <laughs> field. I wasn't expecting that. You could that. have seen the reaction in the room. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, thank you for taking some time out of your day. This has All been right. awesome, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate the support, and thank you so much. This was fun. 
And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with Brian Volkweiss of The Toys That Made Us. Uh, be sure to check out everything he's got going on at Nacelle Company. That's N-A-C-E-L-L-E company.com and comedydynamics.com. They do a production company that's responsible for putting out a lot of these uh, like uh, comedy specials like Kevin Hart, uh, Jim Gaffigan, I think. Uh, Busy guys. Kevin yes. Smith. Yeah, they, yeah. if you've watched any of like stand-up uh, DVD kind of stuff, you've probably watched their Something work. Something he's done. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, man, the toys that made us has just been so... I mean, look at behind me. All the toys back here. <laughs> yeah. You've been made by toys. I've been that's... made by toys, and now there's a show that uh, that, that really speaks justifies yeah. and speaks to me, yes. Makes it okay to have them now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's crazy that you say that, actually, a little tack on here, because it took a while for me to... like. It, like display my toys proudly like when I would have friends over I would tear all that shit off the wall <laughs> put other stuff up and like oh what's up dudes what's happening you know like I told my parents are starting to accept it now but are they yeah oh what kind of new toys you got in there yeah yeah maybe but, <laughs> you know then I have the same friends over and they'll see like oh they're actually bowled over by it they like the stuff you know they're not like <sighs> Fucking baby, you know they're all like, "Oh, I remember this." They get excited by it. You too, just finished so. playing with them before we came over. <laughs> but no, that show does offer uh, additional justification for yeah. spending really, money really on helps. toys. Helps it really does the help. You know, Especially so. that guy with that Star Wars collection. Oh Ooh. my god! Right. <laughs> Anyway, Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com and check out our special guests, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, visit the Hall of Heroes, see the Wall of Justice, check out some of the videos from our YouTube page, click on the merch button, buy some merch. If you have any comments or complaints or just want to say hi, send us an email on our contacts page. Indeed, and don't forget we are at Pod on Twitter and Facebook, and on Instagram we are at canned underscore air. And if you're attending a Wizard World convention in the near future, Promo code CANDAIR, no space, still gets you 10% off. That it does, Jake. And again, head over to uh, What If Series on Twitter. And is that on Facebook yet? Mm-hmm. It is? Yep. And uh, follow us in those locations. Uh, be in the know when What If drops. It's getting ever so close, and boy, I cannot wait. So this is it's some gonna good, be a good content time. we're going to be dropping on you. And uh, I think you're really going to like it. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So again, follow us at What If Series and be in the know when the show drops. Uh, what am I forgetting? Anything? No, I think that covers it. Keep collecting those toys, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. Thanks for listening, everyone. I can't wait to see this movie. But wait, Timmy's blind. But what am I supposed to do? Why not try a podcast? Spirit! Spirit! All the comic and pop culture entertainment you could want in the Canned Air Podcast. Finally, a form of entertainment not fully reliant on visual stimulation. Now we know! And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Portable Restroom Services Incorporated. We are currently closed at this time. If this is an emergency, press 1 now. If you would like to leave a message, press 2, and we will be happy to return your call as soon as possible. Thank you for calling Kirkshire Portable Restroom Services Incorporated. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.